0: Miami Beach is calling your name to the biggest ETF industry event of the year, Exchange. Exchange is engineered to deliver high value by providing a space to learn, interact, and network with the most influential thought leaders in the industry, built with financial advisors, not just for them. Go to exchangeetf.com to register and enter EOTW for 50% off your registration. Again, that's exchangeetf.com and apply the discount code EOTW. See you in February. We're talking exchange-traded funds. This is the ETF of the week, where we get the latest take from Tom Lydon, Chief Executive Officer at ETFtrends.com. Tom, great
1: to chat with you again. Great to be back, Chuck. Thanks. Your ETF of the week is... The Simplify Interest Rate Hedge ETF, ticker symbol PFIX.
0: PFIX. I-X, the Simplify Interest Rate Hedge ETF. This is a really interesting book. I have to say, Tom, that since this fund came out, because we frequently do talk about new funds, that since this fund debuted, I've kind of been thinking, when is it coming? Because, you know, if you got people who are worried about interest rates, and everybody has been for a little while now, this is an interesting fund. So why this fund now? And is there a reason why this was not an ETF for the week right out of the box?
1: Well, it came out in May, Chuck. And again, you never can pick it perfectly. But at the time, and you and I have talked about this really for the past 18 months, one of the biggest concerns among the financial advisor community has been inflation and the threat of what that can do to interest rates. It was funny last year, Fed Chair Powell kind of brushed off the idea that we were going to see inflation or any higher interest rates. But sure enough, based on His narrative recently, they are concerned. They're concerned about inflation exceeding their expectations. They're also hinting around that might be as many as three interest rate hikes in 2022. With all that in mind, what we know is rising rates and inflation are not good for bonds. And as more and more people are retired these days and have balanced allocations, that 40 in the 60-40 has been challenged in 2022, where most diversified fixed income allocations are negative. And then with the threat of rising rates in 2022, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So fast forward to this ETF, PFIX, what this does basically, if I can get down to the brass tax, is it holds a large position in over-the-counter interest rate options that extend to provide a direct and transparent convex exposure to large upward moves in interest rates and interest rate volatility. So basically, by using these options or these derivatives, usually only available for institutional investors, it brings it downstream for individual investors and advisors, and it's designated to be functionally similar to owning a position in in long-dated put options on the 20-year treasury bond index. So if you feel that you want to be counter to the 20-year treasury, this is a great option for you. And the folks that put this together are very well knowledge. Many of them have been with a variety of different ETF companies over the years and have all got together to bring this creative ETF to the table. This is something of an ETF power tool.
0: It's distinctly not for everybody. And there are going to be some folks who go out and say, "Okay, let me just take a look at this chart and what this fund has done since May, because as I pointed out, it's not like rate concerns are new. The fund's performance has not been great, although that's not a big surprise when you know how it works and what it does relative to interest rates. So how does somebody use this properly in their portfolio? I mean, it's one thing to say you've got the nervousness, but anytime you and I are talking about an ETF power tool. You mess things up, there's a price to be paid. So proper use of this fund looks like what?
1: Well, like you said, it hasn't started off well out of the gates. But when it did come out in May, there was still a lot of concern on the economy, not as much concern about inflation. There was more concern about jobs. And the Fed in a very, very dovish way, continue to pump cash into our economy and ecosystem. That's pretty bullish for bonds. However, you turn the whole thing around and you look at the narrative today, not to say that the Fed's scrambling, but I think if you would ask them 12 months ago, would they be in this position where they're looking at potentially ending tapering, but also in a situation where we might see as many as three interest rate hikes next year, I don't think they would have pictured themselves in that situation. So recently, if you look at the performance just this week, we're seeing a bit of an uptick because sure enough, inflation numbers look more severe than many people thought. That means that tapering is coming and also higher interest rates are coming. And that's going to have a negative effect on bonds. And specifically in this case, if you look at long treasuries, they could get hit pretty hard as we go into 22. So where is it used? Hey, if you're looking to hold your bond positions to maturity where many people are, that's great because you're going to get the pure interest rate without losing your principal. But many folks have bought mutual funds. They bought actively managed mutual funds. They've also bought index-based ETFs in the bond area. And because they're always bringing in new constituents there, they're not always holding those to maturity, or you may not be holding those ETFs to maturity, which means it can be a detriment to your fixed income portfolio. So offsetting that portion of your fixed income portfolio that are not specific bonds or underlying bonds that are held to maturity is a great way to hedge your fixed income portfolio. And here's a tool to do it. Are you
0: offsetting basically dollar for dollar if you say, oh, I've got, you know, 5% of my portfolio in the kinds of bond holdings you were just describing. Does that mean I want to be able to put 5% to hedge it? Or do I want to use a smaller hedge position? And where's the money coming from? Is it
1: coming from that bond portion? A little bit of hedging in this ETF goes a long way. And with that being said, let's say 40% of your portfolio is in diversified ETFs that are not holding the underlying to maturity, doing a 3 to 5% allocation in something like this would offset a decent amount of the decline. I'm not saying everything but it's providing some type of hedge. And I think we're going to hear more about this type of strategy as we go into 22. It's the Simplify Interest Rate Hedge ETF, ticker symbol
0: P-F-I-X, the ETF of the week, the holiday week from Tom Lydon and ETFtrends.com. Tom, happy holidays. We'll do this once more before 2021 is up. Happy holidays, Chuck. Thanks. The ETF of the week is a joint production of ETFtrends.com and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. That's me, and you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast at MoneyLifeShow.com or by searching for it on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about ETFs, exchange-traded funds, and everything about them, go to ETFtrends.com. They're on Twitter at ETFtrends. And Tom Lydon, their chief executive, my guest, he's on Twitter too. He's at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is available for you every Thursday. We hope you'll come back next week. Have a great holiday until then, and happy investing, everybody.